T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you on this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by Tim Phelan, president of the Connecticut Retail Merchants Association. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Well, it seems the holiday shopping season is already well underway this year. What conditions are different from years past, Tim? Well, I think uh, the trends over the last uh, five to 10 years have been consumers uh, starting their holiday shopping a little bit earlier and not waiting to Black Friday. So um, that's one thing. A trend has been moving that way. And this year, I think uh, a lot of emphasis on supply chain and labor shortages might have uh, forced uh, or given uh, consumers a little bit of incentive to start their shopping a little bit earlier this year. So how have retailers have to change how they do business to uh, accommodate the earlier start to the season? Well, you know, the the retail industry has been sort of forced to make a a number of changes over the last year and a half um, from, you know, uh, due to the pandemic from uh, increased, uh, uh, web presence, online presence, to curbside pickup, to uh, uh, picking up at stores. So all of those changes all had to take place uh, at a rapid pace uh, in 2020, and they've continued to 2021. So they have to be ready um, for consumers when consumers want it and uh, and in the manner in which they want it. So this has all been a buildup to, to that for this year. What are retailers finding in terms of what consumers want? Are they, in some cases, wanting the retailers to go down the aisles and do the shopping for them and bring it out to the curb? I think you saw a a lot of that um, last year. I think that's starting to um, sort of shift. Consumers are starting to get back into in-store shopping more uh, as as the number of vaccinated folks uh, increase and the um, the, the news about COVID, particularly in Connecticut, showing uh, better numbers. Uh, it's getting closer and closer to uh, somewhat normal status and uh, more consumers are, co- are shopping in person. But there are so many options for them now um, and all our members are, are prepared to fulfill those um, requests by, by customers if they want to you know, do curbside pickup, like I said, or they want to use store just as a fulfillment center to just go in and buy it. I mean, order it, go in, pick it up and leave. All those options are available. 
and consumers are using all of them. As I, as I said, you know, last year, the, the retail industry sort of had this transformation in, in all types of, uh, in all sizes of retail, how to change uh, due to the pandemic. So that, that has continued into 20, uh, uh, 2021. Let's dig a little deeper into the supply chain issues that are affecting so many sectors of the economy. How are they affecting retailers? And is there anything that can be done to quell the situation? Well, how it's affecting our members is it, it's difficult and has been difficult for them to plan uh, inventory around uh, supply chain uh, s- slowdowns. So um, the, the just getting the product into their store um, has been the biggest challenge. Now, I will say that um, it seems it appears as over the last week, maybe the last couple of days, things in terms of supply chain have improved. Uh, some of the changes that uh, our industry worked on with uh, some labor unions and the Biden administration around uh, ports uh, have have made the situation a little bit better. But a lot of these supply chain issues are out of our control and they have to do with you know, where products are sourced, where they're made, um, and whether or not those places are fully staffed. Uh, and then you know, get getting the product uh, here to our shores and then having drivers, truck drivers, be able to and you know load them up and get them to our stores. So a lot of it, a lot of it has been out of our control. But um, all those factors uh, w- will impact the retailer's decision on you know what they can offer to uh, consumers. But as I said, I, I my sense over the last week or so is that things are are slowly improving. We won't be back to the way uh, supply chain used to operate uh, probably until 2022. But through this holiday season. Our sense is that things are have improved. What should customer expectations be if they haven't started shopping yet? I think customers are going to see the retailers have the stuff that they're looking for. They may not have the um, you know the the abundance of everything that they might have had before, but I think they're going to see um, that you know we're ready and uh, we, we're we're staffed up. Again, it may be a look a little different in store shopping. May look a little different in terms of you know. Um, you know, where you do your checkouts, you may not have every register open, that kind of stuff. But um, I, I think consumers are going to see, they're going to be surprised and happy that the, the, when they go shopping this year. In terms of staffing, do retailers in Connecticut have all the employees they need or are they looking for more? Well, we could always use more employees, no matter the time of the year. That's always a good um, thing to, to let folks know. Um, retailers are always, you know, looking to add good uh, high quality talent to their teams. And I, I think this, this year, I think the answer to that is yes. I think they feel like they are going to be staffed up appropriately for this holiday season. And I think um, consumers should expect that. What does the forecast look like in terms of how good a year it's going to be for retailers? Yeah. Our sense is it's going to be a very good year for retailers this year. We, our sense is that uh, talking to our folks on a national level, we'll do a lot of surveys, um, in this area that could uh, it's, it have shared with us some uh, in, insights that consumers are ready to shop. They certainly, um, uh, it appears anyways, have, have the, um, the, the, the desire to get out there and shop and purchase this year. There's a little bit of a pent up demand. Uh, there's a little bit of savings that's been had uh, that, that's taken place with 
uh, folks' individual budgets, uh, and that they should. Our sense is they're going to be anxious to get out there and and shop and spend it, and 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 that's a good thing for the industry. So we're looking forward to a, a robust uh, holiday season. It seems the economy is still weighted more towards goods versus services as we emerge from the pandemic. Is that what you're hearing from your members? Yeah, well, we certainly hope so, especially around the holiday season. Yes. I mean, we expect that people are going to want to go in and buy stuff. Now, you know, what what stuff they, they buy is always, you know, a guessing game during the holiday season. But it's our sense is it's uh, it's the typical things that you see every holiday season in terms of, you know, apparel and electronics and toys for kids and video games and gift cards. All those will be back in the mix again uh, this year. Now, there's certainly pent up demand, as you mentioned. Savings levels might be a little higher on the other side of the coin. Are you at all concerned about inflation and higher fuel prices kind of eating into the budget to to buy things? Oh, certainly. As much as it affects um, decision making on the part of consumers, it is something we're very concerned about. If folks are um, a little skittish because they think it's uh, the prices are too high and they hold back uh, and don't purchase things as well as, you know, they may not travel from one part of the state to the other to purchase uh, items. Uh, because of gas prices. But options are available to consumers, again, as I said, thanks to the changes that the industry has made over the last year in that, you know, you can you could go to a brick and mortar retailer, your favorite brick and mortar retailer, uh, you could most likely go to their uh, on uh, online, their website, you can pick an item, you can have that item shipped to your house, or you could go there, pick it up and come back. So yeah, I mean, all these issues certainly uh, inflation and gas prices are certainly um, something that we would all like to see improved, particularly gas prices coming down, um, because it gives a consumer a, a better sense of of you know having real tangible dollars to spend. Uh, so we don't we don't like that, but we think that for this period of time, this holiday season, that many many folks will overlook that and get out and do their shopping. I know some people when they're holiday shopping like to wait until the last minute because there could be better sales or they're just procrastinators. Is that something that's going to be happening a lot this year, would you say? Are there going to be last minute sales? And if people wait too long, do they risk not having the items they want on the shelves? Well, yeah, direct direct answer to that question is yes, that is a risk, particularly this year, given the supply chain issues that we talked about earlier. So we've been we've been urging consumers to do their shopping uh, sooner uh, rather than later. I think the trends, as I said earlier, have been showing that uh, consumers have been buying things uh, throughout the year or they've started their holiday shopping a lot earlier than they used to. I think, um, again, we're going to see a little bit more of that. So as you move down to the crunch in the last week or so, um, you may you you may see uh, price reductions, but my sense is you may not also because you know the economy is overall doing pretty well, and as we talked about a little bit earlier, folks have some savings, they have a pent up demand. Uh, there may not be a need for retailers to you know sort of attract customers into their stores by lowering or discounting uh, prices uh, as they get closer to the end of the season. So, you know, we we encourage all customers, as we have been for the last uh, you know month or so, to do their shopping as early as they can, so therefore, therefore they can guarantee that to get what they're looking for and not wait until the end. 
You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Tim Phelan, president of the Connecticut Retail Merchants Association. Talk a little about the experience of going shopping in person. How have things changed since the start of the pandemic, and how have they kind of eased back to maybe pre-pandemic levels in some cases? Are we still seeing plexiglass at the register and things like that? Yeah, I mean, if you recall back in 2020 when Governor Lamont put in the safe store guidelines, there were specific um, uh, things that retailers had to do. As you mentioned, plexiglass was one of them. There were other um, requirements as, uh, as in terms of like aisles and and um, you know one-way aisles and uh, social distancing. Those safe store guidelines have been uh, eliminated, but many, many retailers continue to put um, safety guidelines, health safety guidelines uh, have remained in place. So in some many cases, you may still see plexiglass between you and the uh, and the uh, associate who's checking you out. You probably won't see one-way aisles uh, uh, anymore, but, uh, and you probably won't see as many signs or uh, social distancing um, requirements that you did. Uh, you probably still see lots of hand sanitizers in stores, and you will see lots of associates wearing masks. And some uh, stores um, have eliminated the mask requirements, other stores have not. So you should just be clear about that before you, you, know, you go into a store. So it's a little bit of a mix and uh, match from where we were uh, back in uh, March, April, May of, of 2020 to where we are now. So a little different look. In terms of stores with an online presence, it seems that perhaps the pandemic forced some retailers that maybe weren't prepared or weren't ready to go online to get online. Do you think that's going to pay dividends down the road when we emerge from the pandemic? Oh, yeah, I think it already has in many cases. I think retailers, um, unfortunately, they were uh, forced to almost overnight uh, make changes to their um, operating systems and make changes to the way they delivered their uh, their products to customers. So that will continue from now. That's a, I think that's probably a, a given now. Um, it's an expectation on the part of the of the customer. It's certainly um, built in now as part of the um, overall uh, sort of sale that the customer makes to the customer to the. I mean that the retailer makes to the to the consumer, which is you can you can shop with us through um, many different channels. Uh, we're omnipresent, so to speak. So you could you could get online. You can um, do all the other things we talked about and and um, buying online. You could have it shipped to your house. You can uh, have it curbside pickup. You can come on in and pick it up yourself. So I think the the, the changes that um, the challenges that were faced by retailers uh, when the pandemic first hit forced them to make a bunch of changes. And those changes have all been beneficial to customers and I think overall been uh, beneficial to our members as well. Now, in recent years in the greater Hartford area, we have seen these large distribution facilities go up near the major highways. Explain that piece in how retail works. What need do those facilities serve? Well, simply put, it's to get closer to customers. So the more distribution centers you have where you can um, get product into those distribution centers and then you can get it out faster to uh, customers, uh, that's the benefit of having uh, distribution centers located uh, in, in the state. In Connecticut, it's, it's the benefit to our customers. It's, it's the, the idea that 
you want to be able to deliver uh, to the customer in, a, in a, as timely a manner as you can. And in order to do that, you got to get the stuff out of a out of a warehouse and to the customer's front door. So the bigger, the closer, and the more of these distribution centers we have uh, accessed in and as you say in off the highway, uh, it is a, it's better for customers in the long run because they're going to get the products delivered to them uh, faster. Is that a, a shift in, in terms of how retailers operate? Is that because so many people have gone online or is it following in Amazon's footsteps or is it sort of the concept of just-in-time delivery? Again, Aaron, I think a lot of this is all, all of the above. I mean, I think there, you know, the, the pandemic forced changes, as we talked about, you know, uh, smaller independent retailers now have, have to have robust uh, web, web presence. Larger uh, national chains um, have to have faster distribution uh, network. Um, so the pandemic caused some of that. Some of the market challenges, as you mentioned, you know, Amazon and some other national brand retailers uh, forced some of those changes as well. So all of these, all the combination of all these things have forced, um, you know, just the delivery of services, the getting customers uh, the product uh, in in real time or as fast as they can. Um, all those little things contributed to to that sort of adjustment or change taking place. So I wouldn't say there was one. There wasn't one factor that led to it. I think there was a you know a bunch of different things all coming together um, at the same time. And again, all, all I would argue that all of this is to the benefit of the consumer, and that and that's the whole business of retail is how do we make sure our customers are are satisfied and come back and shop with us again. So they had to recognize some changes that had to take place. Some of them, which which was forced upon them, as I said, by the pandemic, it forced. Uh, smaller and independent and even national retailers to fix their websites and make them more user-friendly. And then some of them were, was market-driven. How do we compete? If somebody's getting a product on a uh, customer's uh, you know, back door faster than I am, how do I increase my efficiency to get make sure that I can uh, get close to or, or, or meet that same uh, delivery time um, as other uh, retailers have? What are retailers doing to combat theft from their stores. I'm sure you saw the video earlier this month of that uh, shoplifting at the grocery store in Oxford. More recently, out in the Bay Area of California, there was this mob that basically went into a retail store and just stole a bunch of items in a matter of minutes. How big an issue is that? And are there new steps being taken to combat it? Well, first of all, it's a very big issue. Um, it, organized retail crime is is the term of art that we use in the in the retail industry. It's been taking place for over the last ten or fifteen years. Uh, where organized, it's not just you know individual. Uh, you know, back in the day, somebody would grab a T-shirt and run. It's much more organized, much more sophisticated, and it's much more of a challenge for retailers to combat that. So, uh, what are they doing? They're they're working. Um, as closely as they can with local law enforcement, and they're doing everything they can inside stores to make sure that uh, associates are aware and that there's coordination between uh, loss prevention personnel that's in the store and uh, store personnel and and just try to do everything they can to prevent it. But it's a challenge, no doubt. And it does seem that over the last month or so, um, even though we've been dealing with organized retail crime 
for um, a long time, 10 or 15 years. Over the last month or so, it seemed to have picked up um, in intensity. So it's something we're very mindful of uh, this as we enter the holiday season. Who ultimately foots the bill for re- for retail crime? Is that something that's covered by insurance for retailers, or, or is that ultimately passed along to the consumer in the form of higher prices because retailers have to pay for it somehow? Well, I think you nailed it. That's it. I mean, it's uh, I, you know I, I haven't heard that insurance covers any of this, but I so I do think ultimately it's a it's a, a cost that the retailer has sunk into the product to get it sold, but where they would then make. Um, their cost, you make their cost back, presumably. Um, and that cost is gone once that product is stolen um, out, of the, out of the store. So that's why retailers place a heavy emphasis on loss prevention. Um, this, you know, again, uptick, this recent um, uh, sort of surge that's taken place is going to force them to invest even more in loss prevention efforts. Um, so it is, uh, it, it is certainly a challenge for for our industry, but um, the more that that uh, takes place, ultimately uh, consumers will have to, you know, bear some of that, uh, some of that in in the form of higher prices for products. The 2022 legislative session is approaching. Does CRMA have anything on its wish list? Well, we always have on our wish list uh, a sales tax cut and an uh, expansion of the sales tax holiday uh, or another increase uh, or an increase in the clothing exemption allowance. Those are always, always a, a wish list for us. Um, we think that, you know, just got some more good news yesterday on the state budget. So we really do think that consumers could use a relief, some relief in terms of uh, reduction of some consumer taxes. I just mentioned three of them. Um, and also, um, you know, the small business uh, uh, taxes uh, that, that we hope the legislature will take a look at as well. But, but most importantly, um, I think we're we're pleased to see that Connecticut's budget situation is improving. We've got rainy day fund that's uh, at capacity. We've got budget surpluses. Uh, so, you know, we're happy with that. We, we would encourage the legislature to consider some sort of relief uh, for consumers uh, this holiday, this upcoming legislative session. And, uh, you know, that that's the best we can hope for with all this additional revenue that we have in the state, pay down some, continue to pay down some debt so we don't have any long-term liabilities uh, that as a business community we have to incur uh, and see if you can find a way to um, give consumers a little bit of a break if you can. You're right. There is tax cut talk going on as we approach the session. Make the case in particular for a sales tax cut. Well, now, you know, a sales tax cut for consumers would be, uh, we think it'd be in line given some of the changes that have taken place in Connecticut's economy. Um, we've obviously we've improved as we just talked about, but you know, the, 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 the marketplace laws that are in place now uh, re- regarding online sales along with the Supreme court decision uh, a couple of years ago, you know, so now the, the, the field is balanced uh, for, um, uh, online sales versus brick and mortar sta- sales. You're you're getting um, uh, you're having you're you're obligated to pay sales tax uh, on that. Uh, that's helped the state increase its revenue. Uh, we we think that that's you know one area where you know consumers are are, are entitled to a, a bit of a relief. Um, as you mentioned earlier, there's higher prices taking place uh, due to some inflationary actions, and then. Uh, gas prices are, are at a higher level. Consumers are looking for a break, 
And uh, if the state's got the extra money uh, and, 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 you know, we'd like them to consider uh, giving, uh, giving our customers a little bit break and it keeps people shopping locally uh, in Connecticut. Yeah. You know, we're a, we're a border state. So, you know, it, uh, Massachusetts has uh, different rules on clothing and footwear and uh, Rhode Island has no sales tax. And New York has uh, different things um, than we do here in Connecticut as well. So, so we're always looking to try to try to level the, uh, the playing field amongst the uh, surrounding states as well. He is Tim Phelan, president of the Connecticut Retail Merchants Association. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it was a pleasure to be with you, Aaron. It's always good to talk to you, and I look forward to, uh, to doing it again. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.